2: Here we go. 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 This, this is, is it.
0: it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow.
2: I'm so Lenny So what?
0: Welcome to Top Flight Time Machine Friday morning. I'm still um, afflicted, Sam by this coronavirus thing
2: yeah, i've got they've got it in Sunderland now i've
0: got i've had it all week i've got fucking um congestion headache throat mm. difficulties um it's I'm, I'm coughing up i can't even describe what i'm coughing up but mm. um i'm, I'm, I'm hairballs well i wish but it's it's a mess um bro I'll, I'll, I'll do my best
2: there's loads of it about i thought i had it last night i'm feeling a bit better this morning both oh. my kids reckon they've got it what's great is at schools in schools it's just great news stories like this are hilarious yeah. the impact they have on school playgrounds yeah. are amazing the amount of lies that <laughs> my son is coming home from primary school filled with is unbelievable excellent um you know the amount of boys you go yeah like I've got it <laughs> and the doctor said I was definitely gonna die. <laughs> but um it's amazing I've beaten it right I'm but it, it it might come back and people talking about the fucking mad fantastical like I remember someone at uh, in infancy I remember vividly someone telling me what TB was and he said <laughs> yeah he goes basically what happens is you're, you start to be sick and then your whole stomach opens up all the way down like the whole front of your body opens from like your throat <laughs> down to your belly button like buttons popping open and everything feel, spills out and I was like I remember it so well I, was, I, I reckon I was only about seven I went like fuck how do you know that and he went because uh, my sister had it and it happened to her and I was like is she dead and she he goes almost she's in hospital now being fixed up <laughs> And it remi- that's what's going on with coronavirus at the moment. Even at, at, at the secondary school and at primary school, they're all fucking running around. Because in the secondary school, it's all over their WhatsApp groups that right. they talk about. Mm-hmm. And their TikTok, social media, it's just non-stop. I saw it, she had 200. They've got almost like a, a whole year. She's in year eight. It's like a whole year eight WhatsApp group. Fucking hell. Fucking so stressful. How, it's that, so stressful. That must
0: be just like...
2: I was going to say like,
0: like the Vidi printer used to be on Grandstand with just stuff yeah. coming in constantly information yeah,
2: it, that is what it's like that is what it's like if she doesn't have her phone on silent and you're with her oh It just it's going ding 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 <laughs> ding ding and they've got a new group just devoted like a, a sort of a thread just devoted to fucking coronavirus and it's just fucking nonsense there's loads <laughs> of the boys there's boys turning up at her school wearing the fucking masks and all of that they love the drama <laughs>
0: It's good when something like that takes takes a complete grip on a school. It was yeah. that What was it, that thing before that? Was it that Slender Man or something? That that thing that supposedly was going to kill everyone in their sleep or something? Was it Slender Man? <laughs> there was something a while <laughs> ago. <laughs> And there's always these things that come along and then they they, they just disappear
2: again. Exactly. The school just becomes like the teacher. They keep having to do assemblies about it because no matter what the fucking headmaster or any other cunt says to them, like, we don't want you to worry about coronavirus. It's very fine and blah, 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 blah. Nothing can stop it taking over every single moment of every pupil's day. There is only coronavirus discussion going on across the whole school. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just an exchange of fucking rumour, lies, gossip, hearsay. Brilliant. It's it was, absolutely great.
0: It wasn't Slenderman, it was it was that fucking picture of, of this creepy character. Do you remember it was a couple of years ago? I can't no. remember what it was called now. And it was doing the rounds and they all thought it was gonna come and kill them in their sleep. Oh, fuck but, you know. Um yeah, fuck 'em, idiots. That's what I'm
2: thinking. I mean, I remember there being um, a really good ghost rumor going around. At um, it was actually during the time that Chucky was popular on the box, right? And there was a girl called Layla in my primary school, and she claimed there was a ghost in one of the toilets, toilet blocks, yeah. outdoor toilet block, and that it it had she'd gone in there and it had possessed her and <laughs> consumed her, right? And it was but still she came in there. Up all
0: possessed. <laughs>
2: yeah, and we were we, and we were like daring each other to run in and out. Uh, like, see, I dare you to run in there. I remember actually quite shitting myself. It's one of those ones where you knew it was bullshit, but you yeah. got so much. Im- you'd you'd, get, you'd invested so much in the bullshit that in the end you did yeah. shit yourself up. And these toilets and we we're daring each other, like, go on, run in. I dare you. Oh, what? Oh, you scared? Go on, run in, see if you can see it. And so you'd be running in and then running back out again, like fucking screaming or laughing. And then some lads would run in and then come out pretending to be possessed and speaking in another voice, like putting on a bit of a voice and saying weird things. So you'd be going, Stephen, did you see it? Who is Stephen? I don't know who Stephen is. Ah... Fucking brilliant!
0: I've, I've <laughs> just looked it up. It was it was that thing called Momo, and it was last year, right? And it was um, some it was some fucking woman character or something that was going to come and kill them all in their sleep.
2: We and should start trying challenge. to spread something like that. We should make up something and spread yeah. it. Yeah, we should. What
0: well, just to terrify just kids a,
2: as an experiment and yeah, also social terrify experiment. kids? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Nothing that we could get legally done for or anything like that.
2: Yeah. Or we could spread out the story of fat black cat. And yeah how it was a, a murderous cat that ghosted in and out of your well, home you at night. There you are, that's we it. Yeah, there. there's a there's a cat in the area's been going around killing people in their in their beds at night. Whole yeah. families. So watch out. If you see a fat black cat, it's after you. Yeah, there we go. That's are. a brilliant one.
0: Consider it launched. Mm. Um, right, what we're gonna look at. Should we um Match predictions, bit of that.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, we'll just do the Premier League because it's the Premier League. Winter break again this week, but there's six matches on. I think um, some break. Um, West Ham aren't playing, so we'll not again. do. We'll not do our own teams. Are you okay. playing next week or something? Is that when the Man City game's been rearranged for? I've seen the dates Sorry, there, there was interrupted seen...
2: there because someone's trying to call me. No. Oh. What the West Ham? The, the West Ham
0: Man City game's been rearranged.
2: It's next Wednesday. It's next Wednesday, yeah.
0: It's on TV as well,
2: isn't it? Oh, fuck you now. That's all (laughs) we need.
0: Yeah, it is. I can confirm that. Fuck Um, you. Never mind. Here we go. Right, Wolves versus Leicester. This is tonight. This is is live on Sky.
2: It's an East Midlands derby. It's live on Sky Sports. It's, it's tantalising. These are two fucking good teams, right? Mm-hmm. This is the best fucking East Midlands derby there's been in many years, in my opinion. <clears throat> yeah. Um, What's your prediction? Who's at home? Wolves. I think Wolves are going to win it
0: 2-1. Okay. I think it's going to be a 2-2 thriller. Mm. On to tomorrow. So that versus Burnley. Um, Southampton are going well at the minute Burnley bit hit and miss I think this will be 1-0 to Southampton I
2: heard a I heard a statistical a piece of statistical analysis the other day oh. I think I accidentally slipped into a hipster football podcast you know when you've got like a load of podcasts and you switch yeah, this into one the yeah. next one starts playing but if you're driving or you're in the gym, you can't grab for your iPhone to skip it. Next thing mm. you've accidentally heard some right old bullshit. Blokes going, yeah, right. He had some name for the stat. Uh, Southampton have the third highest um, high press goal op turnover ratio <laughs> in in the league, other than Man City and Liverpool, right? And what that meant was they created more goal-scoring chances from winning the ball in the opposition's last third than any other team, which is the game you're supposed to play now, isn't it? The high press. The high press. But but what I don't understand is if everyone's saying the high press is fashionable, Mm. but also people are saying that playing out from the back is fashionable, right, Mm. then just stop playing out from the back. If you know yeah. the opposition, if you know the opposition's main game plan is to win the ball off of you, right, in your own fucking near your own area, and that's what they have worked out is the most likely way that <laughs> yeah. they can score, and you know they're really good at it, yeah. right, then surely what you don't ever do against the teams who are adept at that is play it out from the back. Yeah. But there must be managers who are thinking, aha, but by playing it out from the back, we lend ourselves the best chance of fucking scoring, right? Because the slow build-up draws them out. It's bollocks.
0: The only reason the high press has become fashionable is because everyone's so at playing out from the back.
2: Exactly right. And West Ham are a great example of that, right? (laughs) When you've got... uh, If you are one of the top two teams, if you've got Virgil van Dijk, right, or uh, John Stones, who I know doesn't always get in the team, but is... really good on the ball if you can afford that level of player which is an extremely rare fucking player right yeah because what you're saying is uh, do you have a complete player in your team someone who's just as good at defending as they are on the ball right no no one's fucking hardly anyone's got that but they all fucking do it so West Ham the amount of goals we've given away by dicking around at the back with players who are just fucking ill-equipped to do it
0: yeah exactly right so just start hitting it long, and then what I stopped to do abruptly is... there
2: because I thought, "Fucking hell, this sounds like some sort of football podcast." But I do find myself like, yeah, like you just said, I do find myself as I get older thinking we have talked a lot about how we want the return of two strikers, a big one and a little one.
0: This is what I'm just going
2: to say <laughs> exactly. Why don't you just? Yeah, I'm serious. Why don't you just hit it long? Hit it long why for a big man. Why has that gone out of fashion? On, not
0: onto the little man.
2: Yeah, exactly because. Because it can't be that they go, Oh well that became tactically that was squeezed out of the game mm. because we realised it was it was a you know easy thing to defend against. I don't think it is. In fact, it if was, anything, I think <laughs> defenders, because they're all being raised to try and be they all fucking want to be Franz Beckenbauer, mm. right? The thing is, there are no bloody Tony Adamses left. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's no Terry Butchers left. And so I think that if you found a striker who knew what he was doing in the fucking air, right, yeah. and someone to run off him, then that's a much bigger handful to the average centre-back in the Premier League yeah. than the old fucking tippy-tappy football.
0: Because all the centre-backs have been trained to sort of funny about with it and yeah. try to be footballers. Yeah. So it's so still cyclical, isn't it? Mm. I think I'd like to see a team where um, nine of the players form a circle and yeah. the 10th player is in the middle with the ball and mm. they just charge forward to oh. the goal and then
2: <laughs> we saw an that. impenetrable membrane that was like in that program we watched the other day, the Julian Fellows one
0: yeah, oh we finally talked about that we keep forgetting to mention it don't we Jalapeño
1: Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot
0: Jalapeño.
2: So we, you saw the pictures of us at Netflix, mm. and although we were obviously trying to trick everyone into thinking that we've been given our Netflix special, which I think one day we might, especially when we start um, releasing our video content soon. Oh, I think yeah, that'll bring exactly. a whole new dimension. People will see mm. a whole new dimension to what we're doing. But anyway, it's not time for that yet, unfortunately, but it will be soon. We were there because we've been invited to be guests on... Um, I mean, who knows why? But we'd been invited as guests onto the Netflix podcast, What to Watch on Netflix, uh, which is a weekly podcast. Uh, Our episode's not out for a few weeks, but um, it's a really lovely host off of Radio 1 called Dottie, and Mm -hmm. she interviews people who are the makers of, usually, or stars of big shows that are coming out on Netflix. And Julian Fellows, who wrote Downton Abbey has written a show called, is it called The English Game? The English Game, yeah. And it's about the roots of modern football. And it's set back in Victorian times when it first sort of became codified and professionalised. And it's really interesting because there's a load of stuff about football that I didn't know. I don't think you knew, Andy. And society, yeah. It's really good. I've never seen an episode of um, Earth, Downton Abbey in my life. But Julian Fellows was an impressive bloke, wasn't he? Because he yeah. he didn't know anything about football. He wasn't a football fan. And yet he'd written this drama. And it was genuinely fascinating to football fans like us about mm-hmm. the sort of the roots of it socially. There's a what lot of politics it? It was, involved and yeah, all the rest of it.
0: A lot of it was about the struggle between the, the toffs mm. and the working classes. And who sort of like got control of the game who's whose, whose game it, was. it really was. And
2: what you might not know, and what I didn't really know, was that the game was basically invented by the tops It was invented mm. or at least professionalised and codified within public schools and they turned it into a proper sport as opposed to just a, a game that was played in an anarchic way yeah. in various because different ways. Because they like of...
0: rules, because they're all a bunch of Frank Lampards. They were
2: all Frank Lampards, exactly right. They're, this silly game they played in villages, we should establish some proper rules, some order, <laughs> an association with a governing body. <laughs> and we'll buy a cup. Yes. And the best team can have the cup,
0: but it'll be the posh team every year. But it's the we'll sure be it ourselves
2: is. and other schools of equal standing. <laughs> and then we'll of always they... win
0: because we've got lots of time to practice
2: in the evenings. They may, made... whereas the, the working yeah. class teams are all very tired from being at the foundry, and they're very malnutritioned because all of they all they eat is rat, <laughs> rat and dust.
0: So yeah, uh, that was it's good. really so
2: interesting. That- but we were yeah we were talking about that. And what's interesting is in the games, obviously they all wear funny outfits, and they did they they did sort of just get a ball and run in a big line, didn't they? Yeah, it was they charged rush as, as one, was a- one unit. Yeah. yeah, and you just smashed everyone out of the way. Looks like it, quite good fun.
0: And it worked for them in in that way that we just said because the working classes were just knackered so the, yeah. the, the mill town teams and all that were fucked and these big strong posh cunts could just barge through them but then as you re- as it revealed in episode one um, different tactics came into play like getting it wide and passing it around and stuff yeah, like that yeah the working and classes uh,
2: worked out they the couldn't, beat, couldn't, they handle couldn't that. beat the toffs for strength but they could for craft and imagination yeah so it's, it is don't.
0: I mean we've only seen the first episode but it's really good
2: Yeah, it's good. uh, I think I'll watch the whole series. In fact, I think we've got the link to the preview the whole series, so I might actually do that. But anyway, keep an eye out for that, and we'll share the podcast once it comes out. But Julian Fellows, good bloke, great fellow, wasn't he? He was. I mean, I don't know what he made of us. He was very nice to us. Yeah, he couldn't understand (laughs) your accent. No, no. What What did he say? What did your monkey say? That's what he said to me at one point, and (laughs) I said, "Oi, listen, mate." Don't that's that's very rude. He's not a monkey, he's just a bloke from Sunderland. From where? <laughs> oh yes. I
0: think they're one of those teams that I wrote about in the series.
2: Does he do you know what I yes. would like to see? I would like to see he's... him with two big symbols that he smashed together. <laughs> <laughs> see if he could forge out some kind of rhythm. <laughs> do you know practice. what is really bad? He wanted to buy you a little fez. To wear as yeah. well, which I just thought was disrespectful.
0: He's he's very
2: clean, considering he's just come out of the coal mine. <laughs> Did you have him scrubbed, especially because he was coming up to the city? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We gave him an M.O.T. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How much we get for this, mate? Two hundred.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it, uh, it, it was an enjoyable exercise. I enjoyed the it whole was. thing.
0: It really was. Um, anyway,
2: we still haven't done the predictions. Oh, yes, we have. No. No. Uh, no, we
0: haven't. Oh, we haven't. Okay. <laughs> we got fucking distracted. Southampton versus Burnley. I said one nil Southampton, and then you started going on about the high press. So.
2: Oh yeah. Well, I where think... are we anyway? Southampton Burnley. Oh, yeah. I didn't say it. Yeah, two 0 Southampton.
0: Two nil Southampton. Right. Oh. Next one: Norwich versus Liverpool. This could be Ooh, nasty fuck for you Norwich. Know. I'll let you
2: go first OK I'll say Norwich 0 Liverpool 4
0: Oof. I'll say 3-0 Liverpool Wow we're about 17 minutes in and this has been uh, an almost entirely football based podcast know, so far
2: but don't worry Jeez. I'll rectify that <laughs> in a minute I've got some stuff I need Keep to go up. through regarding okay. cheese <laughs> letters dentist and something else oh software updates yeah
0: alright OK <laughs> On, <laughs> onwards to we uh, have to do a bonus episode for that um, Aston Villa versus Spurs um, I'll have a first crack at this Oh, Ooh. I think Villa are going to do the business here and I think they'll beat Spurs 2-1 well
2: I'm going to go the other way and say I think Spurs will win 2-1 you, much no, as I, I would love you to be right
0: I'm still not convinced that Mourinho's got any real interest in being at Spurs. Nah, it's just killing time. Yeah. Um Arsenal versus Newcastle.
2: Uh Arsenal, Newcastle, fucking now. I mean this could throw up a surprise result. Or would it even be a surprise? Arsenal are now officially a mid table club, aren't they? They
0: are. Which is what yeah. they
2: were when I was a kid, when I was first into football, when Don Howe was their manager before George Graham That's right, took yeah. over. Arsenal mm. were a mid-table side, weren't they? Mm. They were kind of known for. I mean, you did. I think they were regarded as a pretty big club, like they because they were like you, top six for a bit, and then Don yeah. Howe
0: took them to mid-table.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like I, I was aware of the fact that they were a club with a big support and had had success in the past, but they were basically a mid-table team, and they were known, weren't they, as boring, boring Arsenal. That's what they were known as. And that was right up until the George Graham era, and during which, of course, they were still boring, but they were successful with it. But that's what they've become now. I don't know whether they'll turn it around or not. They probably will, but it might take a long time.
0: I've, uh, I've seen this thing mentioned that, that I've seen with Brighton as well, where some fans are saying, well, he's, 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 the results aren't there, but he's changed the style of football for the better. Mm. And, you know, this is, this is what we want. It's fucking not, you know, you want fucking results.
2: You do. Well, Cause listen, otherwise, West Ham have been through that. Sunderland have been through it even more. We've both had Allardyce. I know he was more popular at Sunderland than he was at West Ham. But throughout the period where Allardyce was our manager, everyone was saying, um, oh, careful what you wish for, West Ham fans, with all this talk mm. of the West Ham way. Right. the
0: way the West Ham way
2: the West Ham way this
0: ain't the West Ham
2: way this ain't the West Ham way we kill our own we only kill our own we keep killings in the family <laughs> Um, but yeah I mean now I mean of course I would like West Ham to be successful and play attractive football but at the moment we're doing neither do you know mm. what I mean and with Pellegrini we overloaded with, with skillful players who he'd purchased to attempt to play the skillful way. But what I now realise is what Allardyce had already said. If you want to play that way, you need the very best players. If you Ooh. want to play like Liverpool or Manchester City, you have to buy players of that level, the elite, right, who can play that. What you can't yep. do is ever be a cut price, Man City or Liverpool. You can't, it can't be done. So what we what West Ham did, was they purchased a lot of players who who were technically good, but they weren't. That on top of being technically good, you have to be fucking tough, focused, mentally strong, all those mm. things that all the Man City and Liverpool players have, right? If you get anything less than kind of perfect players, you will fail. However, if yeah. you're going to play a more robust Sam Allardyce way, you don't need the best players because then no. it is entirely down, not entirely down, but it's so much down to the coaching, the system, organization. the tactics, the organisation, yeah. the process. And you can almost put anyone in those roles to a certain extent. And that is the reality of the Premier League. You've either got to be the very best or you've got to accept that you're not in that elite. You can't afford to be in that elite yeah. and you've got to be pragmatic. It's taken I mean, it's, it's taken West Ham fans, including myself, a, a fucking long old time to understand that.
0: You got you've got to look at Sheffield United. They're they're the, the, the absolute pinnacle of a pragmatic side They've yeah. got up, up the ranks doing what they do and they might get found out next season. Yeah. They, they might get sussed by the, yeah. the other teams. They might buy players that are slightly different than what they've got now, yeah, and get above their station.
2: Yeah.
0: And you know, other clubs have done that in the past. I think Huddersfield did it, they they stayed up. And yeah. then they splashed out on players that were supposedly technically better, but didn't have the heart or the. Goods yeah, they for it.
2: didn't fit into to the culture. Um, yeah,
0: it it happens time and time again. But yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, right. it's
2: why Burnley had done well to hold on to Dyche, even when they had a bit of a dip last year, I mm. think, or the year before. They had a bit of a dip because they got into Europe, and it was almost like they'd overachieved. But you know, these clubs would do well to just hold on to who they've got. But it's hard because yeah. the fans. Always, and West Ham fans, and I include myself, were a, a, a very g- great example of this. They will get bored. I remember, mm. Stoke, I know Stoke fans who were absolutely sick of Pulis and wanted him out. And I don't yeah, know yeah. whether or not they regret it now or not. But one thing we've seen is once you lost him, they just plummeted. You know.
0: Yeah. Was there not? A, I mean, going right back, was there not some dissent among Charlton fans when Kirbishley got them at like ninth and then eighth, and they didn't think. Yeah, the they were they were, and, they were bored yeah. of Kirby. They were bored of
2: They were bored of it. I remember Kirby, who I think remains one of West Ham's most successful managers in terms of win ratios and so forth. West Ham fans were bored of Kirbushley within a year because mm. it was fucking boring. I mean he pragmatic. was the ultimate pragmatic manager. I uh, I met him a couple of times when I was uh, remember Santander? I did a bit of punditry on No, not Santander, Satanta. Yeah. I, I did Santa, bit, I did
0: remember Santander the global bank yeah. it's still going
2: did, oh yeah uh, did, I did a bit of a punditry on Satanta Sports with Cubs right and um, <laughs> yeah weird and he was um, and we had a long chat about it and he'd only he'd not long left West Ham and he was just explaining to me he was going listen a club of West Ham's level that is the only way you can hold on in the Premier League, it's the only Mm. way, you can hope for anything, you hold on, Mm. you might get a Europa League, place one year, you might get a cup run, another year, you will never go down, but you have to fucking, do it that way, there's no other way, because the only way, you can play exciting football, is if you've got, hundreds of millions of pounds, to play on the fucking, top elite players, on the planet,
0: yeah, there we are, it's sad isn't it, but there we go,
2: football, football, silly old football, um,
0: so Arsenal versus Newcastle and what do you reckon
2: oh yeah uh, I reckon it'll be
0: 1-0 1-0 I think it'll be 2-0 to Arsenal okay um, finally Chelsea versus Manchester United
2: Ooh. which I think it's Monday
0: night so we won't do um, this when we do the Monday episode alright
2: you go first on this
0: Chelsea
2: Manchester United 3-1 um, Chelsea i say 2-1 Chelsea, Chelsea nowhere i say 2, ones two to Chelsea, one to Chelsea, and I put a lot of thought into
0: right. it. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll see who's right then, won't yeah. we? That's the predictions over with. I'll tell you what, mm. we'll draw a line under it there, and we'll call this the football episode. Oh, and my we'll God. And then we'll put a bonus one out with all the other stuff you've got all right. lined up there.
2: Yeah, that's good, because we'll I've got something extra one special. S-
0: Saturday morning or Friday okay, night for the IFS. Good
2: alright then there you go well Thanks tune in lot. over the weekends then Dickhead Soon as there's not many Premier League games on you'll be in extra need of content to distract yeah. you from the nagging that- voice inside of your head that says this is all futile we all die in the end anyway <laughs> and you know what the fuck are you doing in the meantime
0: that was the football episode if you don't like it fuck off
2: Quite Right, right